Welcome to Module 8 of TALP Teaching and Learning Consultation Skills. This is the module for inspiration and rejuvenation when you only have a few minutes to spare. How is going round in circles good for learning? Going round and round in circles is sometimes shorthand for not getting anywhere or ending up in the same place you started at. It can be frustrating to try and practice doing something new and yet end up feeling that nothing has really changed. We can get stuck if we practice the same things over and over again. In fact, practice can make permanent. What's repeated becomes a habit that is hard to break. So why is it so hard to learn and embed new skills? And are there some different approaches? To really improve means changing something that we're doing already. And change is often quite difficult, isn't it? How do we discover what needs to change? This is where understanding the cycle of learning can come in really handy. Understanding the process of learning a new skill can give clinicians power over their learning. Learning a new skill is really part of a cycle. This is where the going round in circles comes in. But thinking about this cycle and understanding it is a necessary part of learning and can help to speed up the acquisition of new skills and make it feel easier. The cycle is summarised in the diagram, which is in the PDF that goes along with this chapter. I'm going to explain it now. We begin at the beginning of the circle when we're rather naive and we're in a position of unconscious incompetence. And this is where learning really begins. Now, what this means is initially a clinician may not be aware that a skill even exists or is necessary. For example, they may not be aware that there is a skill set that really helps in creating effective explanations and that this skill set is called chunking and checking. There are details of that in the module Talc Essential Skills for Effective Explanations and Planning of Personalised Care in the chapter called Is Chunking and Checking a Good Way to Eat an Elephant One Bite at a Time? Someone who's never driven a car may not fully realise that braking safely and in time is a skill that has to be learned. If they've never been driven by an expert driver, they may think that jerky braking and nauseating changes of speed are normal. They're in a state of unconscious incompetence. The next stage of the cycle is very important, and this is called conscious incompetence. And this is when the clinician does realise that there is a new skill to be learned, and also recognises that they themselves do not yet have this skill. This realisation may come from feedback, often from a well-informed colleague or a tutor or supervisor, or be as a result of reading and becoming aware of new skills in that way. Sometimes even watching someone else can open your eyes. Conscious incompetence can be an uncomfortable place to be in to begin with. It means recognising our shortcomings, which isn't always comfortable. However, when we realise how to learn new things quickly and embed them in daily practice, the state of conscious incompetence can actually become quite stimulating and enjoyable. Realising that there is a difficulty, but also a potential solution, can be empowering. It can certainly make your work more fascinating as new vistas unfold and deeper learning beckons. This is like discovering that poor braking technique makes for a jerky stop and a stalled engine, which could be a powerful motivation to learn some better braking skills. 
conscious competence happens as the clinician starts to learn and practice new skills. The skill is there, but still needs to be consciously thought about, and it's not yet routine or intuitive or natural. Think about learning to change gear when you learn to drive. At first, even when a learner driver can change gear, it can still feel awkward and clunky to them. This stage of learning is crucial, but it can be excruciating. We know what we want to do, but we still can't do it. Musicians who are learning new pieces recognise this process and they have practice methods to overcome the awkwardness. These usually involve doing things very slowly and very deliberately, noticing every nuance. Only when the right way of doing things is fully embedded do musicians start to speed up. Learner drivers usually start driving slowly and only try motorways when the car can be controlled skillfully. When you're learning to consult better, it's usually better to learn one skill at a time and embed that rather than trying to improve every single thing you're doing simultaneously. The next stage, unconscious competence, happens when the new skill is embedded fully. It becomes so easy and intuitive that the skill is hardly noticed. If we think about driving again, experienced drivers hardly notice when they change gear. It has become an unconsciously competent thing to do when needed. Experienced musicians can play scales easily, even if it seemed impossibly difficult at first. With continuous development of skills, we gradually move towards expertise and even mastery beckons us. However, continuing to develop means going back to the stage of conscious incompetence again, as new possibilities and new skills come into awareness. Some clinicians find this stage uncomfortable, so they avoid finding out about the new skills they still need to develop. However, the effective and self-aware clinician will always be keen to seek out new skills and will return to the stage of conscious incompetence repeatedly. When people do this, it's called reflective competence and it's the mark of mature expertise that is continuously being developed and improved. There's more information about the cycle of learning in the references in the PDF in this chapter. It can also be useful to ponder on the difference between mastery and performance. Approaching mastery is often accompanied by failure, as bigger challenges are sought out and deeper learning is attempted. Failure in the pursuit of mastery can be seen as both inevitable, because it's a sign that harder things are being attempted, but also as highly motivating rather than embarrassing or shameful, because if you don't try and stumble, nothing new will ever happen. As Beckett said, ever tried? Ever failed? No matter. Try again. Fail better. Performance is more about showing to others that you're okay and that you measure up. This is fine for an examination, but to achieve true expertise means having a commitment to mastery and continuous improvement, and that, in turn, means regularly revisiting that moment of conscious incompetence and welcoming it as a trigger to new learning.